I told him I don't have 45 minutes. So he gives me 45 minutes. Um, I'll tell you a story about my favorite, least favorite youth trip when I was a youth pastor, because if nothing else, it'll kill five minutes. Um, we went to camp. Our camp was about a six-hour drive, and we had two camps. We had a junior high and a senior high. So I ended up with, and we had two weeks of each, and I was helping with the whole district and whatever. So I did four weeks of camp in a row, and I drove back and forth each time to pick kids up, drop kids off. And the first week, junior high camp, that exact same thing happened. We left early in the morning, and it was about the time, I mean, this is 20 years ago. This is about the time that, like, Red Bull and that stuff was coming out. And I hear something crack back there. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's kind of early in the morning. You know, I figured they'd sleep part of the way. And I hear them going, hey, what flavor is that? Oh, this is whatever flavor. Oh, let me try yours. Here, you want to try mine? Here, how about this? Let's see that. Hey, that's cherry. Hey, there's this thing. Hey, hey, let's try this. And I'm going, oh my gosh, what is happening? And they just started zoo around the room, around the, the van. And we stop at a gas station because I couldn't handle it anymore. No energy drinks. Get some water in you. Um, and we get back in the van. And all of a sudden, I hear this bang. And I'm smelling smoke. And I thought the van just blew up. I'm like, what the heck? I turn around. One of the kids bought a cap gun at the gas station and is shooting it in the van. So we're going down the interstate. I rolled the window down. I reached back. I grabbed it. I threw it out the window. I rolled the window up, and we never spoke of it again. That was the end of that. That was a fun trip. Fun trip. So put that on your waivers. No cap guns. It'll... The pocket knives and lighter... Well... I've, I've also been accused of uh, talking too much about some of the stuff that I've done in my younger days and what other kids did that it encouraged kids in other churches to do similar. So I'll just stop right there um, in that. But I just, I, I want to continue on just in a time here of, of just praise to God for what he's done and, and who he is. And I love it when we can do... Um, we can stand here and get prayer requests and pray for each other. We can do things for, for each other in the church. And that's something that um, was taught to me by a, a pastor mentor of mine that really I never understood the church in the book of Acts until I went to his church. Because in the book of Acts, it talks about how they keep doing things for other people. If somebody had property, they sold it and they gave the money to somebody else that needed it and how things just worked in the church, and people just looked out for each other and did that. And, and that's something that, that's been on my heart this year, especially with my own family and, and with the church too, is saying, listen, if you got an issue, speak up. We want to pray for you. We want to walk through it with you. Uh, don't come up and tell me later on, hey, all this stuff's been going on for six months, but it turned out okay. It's like, I could have been praying for you for six months. You know, We could have been talking about this. You don't have to go through it alone. And, and, and to see that and... Um, this, this pastor, uh, friend of mine, he was a pastor down in Winterset, Iowa, and this has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about, but again, it'll kill a few minutes. But it's a great example. Um, I used to go down there periodically. He would just call me up and he'd say, hey, what are you doing? Uh, why don't you come to church on Sunday? And it was a time where I was between churches. I was pastoring. I was between churches. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, and I he would say, come down here. And 
he'd say, walk in the door and you're not allowed to do anything. Like you come in here and as soon as I hit the door, he would tell four or five guys, go circle, go around him, pray, lay hands on him, pray for him. When he walks in the door, anytime you see him, you lay hands on him, you pray for him. And it just poured into me so much. And the first time I was there, I'm sitting there and he was getting up to speak and he just said, does anybody have a need in the church? And one lady raised her hand. She goes, my refrigerator broke. It's dead. I, I can't afford one. I don't know what to do. And I'm going, okay, I've been doing this church thing a long time. We're going to pray for her to get a refrigerator. That's what we're going to do. And the pastor goes, anybody got a refrigerator she can have? And a lady goes, well, we're selling my parents' house, and we don't have to sell it with a refrigerator. She can have it. And he goes, who can pick it up and bring it to her house? And another guy goes, I got a truck. I'll pick it up. Okay, who can take the old one dispose of it? And somebody else goes, I'll do that. Okay, great. Anybody else got a need? And I'm going, that's not how that works. Like, that's not how that works now, but that's how it worked then. And I'm going, that's exactly what we're supposed to be. And so I, I love hearing testimonies from people, but I, I, I want to hear the prayer requests and stuff too. <clears throat> what is the need? What is there? What can we help with? Because you might be in need of something, and you're sitting there worrying about it and trying to figure out how you're going to do it, and the person sitting next to you might be saying, I've got this thing I need to get rid of, and I don't know where to put it. It might be the same exact thing. So um, just throw that out there, free thing for you today. Uh, you know, don't, don't ever feel like there's something that you're going through that is too small to share with somebody else. I realize there are things that are personal and people don't want to spread them through the whole church, whatever, but pull somebody aside that you can talk to about it because it's extremely important to be able to bear one another's burdens, to be able to, to walk through this stuff with each other. Um, you know, when you got somebody going through a hard time, it's, it's really important. It really is. I know in my own life, there's plenty of times where I kept my mouth shut and I shouldn't have. Um, and then there's times where I came to the end of everything and said, I don't know what to do and rally the troops, get everybody praying, <laughs> let's go. And, uh, and God is faithful and, and he comes through. So, um, <clears throat> yesterday I got a call from pastor at five 30 and I answered the phone and he goes, don't you love hearing from me on Saturday night? And I said, not particularly what's going on. And he said, well, we're not sure yet. We're taking tests. We might need you to do something on Sunday. I said, well, here's the problem. I'm in Minneapolis. I'm on my way home. I'm not going to be home until 8 o'clock. So he goes, okay, I'll call you back at 8. <laughs> so he called me back at 8. <laughs> yeah, I'm home. Okay, can you do something? I said, well, anybody that knows me knows I can give you at least 10, 15 minutes of just talking about nothing. Um, so I can give you something. Um, I'm not too sure what it's going to be, and I'm not sure what it's, it's going to be that good. But and he's like, well, just share what's on your heart. And I said, okay, I'll give you something. And he's, he did say Doug really wanted to preach, but he said, nope, we're going to let Tim do it. Uh, <clears throat> so... <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to share with you um, just kind of what, what God has been speaking to me. And um, <clears throat> coming to the end of January here, you know, beginning of the year, I don't know what it is. I always kind of try to have a focus for the year, something I want to improve, something I want to do, um, somewhere I want to go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some of that with you here this morning, but I'm going to say a word of prayer here first. 
Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much for everything that you do for us. God, for who you are. Jesus, it's just, it's mind-blowing to think about who you are and what you allow us to do, that you allow us to come and talk to you directly. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will be with us here this morning. I pray that you will speak to me through your Holy Spirit, God, and, uh, and let this word come out better than it sounds in my head. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to praise you and to talk about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I actually, uh, Friday night, was out with Bryce and with Jonathan. We were out and uh, doing chili cook-off and hanging out a little bit afterwards, and we were talking, and, and we just had a really a, a good conversation just about how good God is and what God is doing. And, and I was sharing some stuff with them, and I even told them, I said, because they said, oh, you should give that testimony at church. I said, no, I don't talk about that at church, because that talks about money and stuff, and nobody wants to hear about money and giving and all that stuff. I said, so that's not something I do at church. So little did I know I was pre-writing a sermon at that time. Um, but roll it back here, 2021. At the beginning of 2021, like I said, I, I kind of sit down and I go over what, what, what is it I want to do? What, what do I want to improve in my life? And, and I think I even said it from up here at one point last year that I, my prayer was, God, um, I want to give more. Not just that I want to give more money, but I want to have a heart of generosity. I want to get to the point where it's not about oh, this person needs this or whatever. It's just where I have to go, well, let's see, what can I do? It just becomes, that's a need, I'm going to do it. I want a heart that says, I don't have to think about it. I just want to do. And I've been praying that throughout the entire year. I want a heart of generosity. I want a heart of, to give without contemplating. Because I'm a numbers guy. I tend to be into the whole thinking about stuff and... <clears throat> If I'm going to buy something, I think about it for months, and I've got papers all over the place. And if I get it from here, I get this. And if I buy it here, what's the sales tax difference here versus Minnesota? And what's this difference? What, like, how do I save $10 on something? I'm really down to that. And I don't want to be that way when it comes to giving. And I know here, pastor says it all the time uh, from the pulpit, but I want to read the, the, the full scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Um, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully, for each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that, having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. He says that a lot when we take offering that we don't we don't give under compulsion or, or or reluctantly that we give cheerfully and this is a scripture that I've been looking at all year because that verse seven it says each one must give as he has decided in his heart now the way I was raised what I was taught I don't know what it was ever said specifically but I always thought okay 
you think about it. you got a missionary here they're going to take an offering okay you're sitting there going okay god what's a good number like what's a number 50 bucks 100 bucks you know what's a number and i've always thought that way even when i'm doing my own budgeting and stuff okay god what's a percentage you know what should i give what should i give here and and i've always thought whatever's decided in my heart you know what's the holy spirit going to give me and in this last year i've in praying that god i want i want to give generously instead of saying okay god what's a good number what's in my heart is just generosity and it never comes down to what's a good number it comes down to what can i give instead of sitting there going well i got a 50 dollar bill a 100 dollar bill a 20 dollar bill let's see if i do this it's listen here this is what god gave me i'm going to give it a heart that says when you see somebody in need of something you just step in and help a heart that doesn't get down to the nitty-gritty and go let's see i've got to do my tithe and offering check here so let's see well that's 62 cents i'm gonna write that down uh, let's round that down to there it's what can i give how much more can i go above and beyond and the reason this has really been on my heart lately is because I started doing my taxes. I told you I'm a numbers guy. I started my, doing my taxes Christmas or uh, New Year's Eve. Okay, that's, that's who I am. I like to get those numbers down. And I started my numbers, and I've got, I don't have to wait for all my mail to come because I've got it all in spreadsheets, and it's like I've got it all down. And I started putting my numbers in, and it... I scratched my head and I had to look twice because I said my taxable giving, not just to church, but to missionaries, other things like that, was more than double I gave the year before. And, and I'm not saying that to say, hey, look at me, this is what I did. But I, I looked at it and I said, there's no way. That didn't happen because I wasn't lacking anything. I didn't miss it. In fact, I put more money in savings last year than any other year in my life, barring selling a house. So how do the numbers jive when I gave away more than ever and somehow I saved more than ever? Those are God numbers. Those are not my numbers. It doesn't make sense. And you can call it whatever you will, but maybe my tires lasted longer or maybe this lasted. I don't know. And I'm going, and this is not, you know, this is what I'm looking at for tax purposes. I have receipts for This is not just helping people here and there and whatever. But I'm going, it doesn't make sense. How in the world can you give more and get more? It's mathematically impossible. And I'm looking back and going, I know I'm blessed. God has blessed me in this last year tremendously. Uh, I... This time last year, I was working a job that was based on commission. I had no product. wasn't making any money. You can't do that. I got a different job. Halfway through the season, I got a raise that was not expected, and it was a good one. And I'm going, man, this is, this is incredible. And so I, I, I'm looking through this and, and the, the scriptures that are popping out to me. Luke chapter 6, verse 38, give and it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, and it will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That verse hit me. 
way different in the last week than it ever had. Because I know that first part, but remembering that for the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. Now, when I was in junior high, I had to take home ec. And if you know me, that's not a good class for me. I am not into cooking anything. If it's more than 12 minutes, I don't want to touch it. I don't want anything to do with it. Nothing at all. Now, the thing that saved me in home ec was it was half cooking and half sewing. Okay? Now, if some of you knew my grandma, Helen, she was a seamstress. By the time I was this big, I knew how to sew. We made a duffel bag. Mine had extra stitching and a different handle. I got an A on that. But in cooking, well, let's just say I averaged on the year I got a C. And I got an A in sewing, so that tells you what I got in cooking. We had to cook. At the end of the year, we had to do some baking. You might want to hire me after this because you'll know I am great at baking. I drew raisin bars. Cinnamon, raisin, something or other bars. Okay, We had to bake these things. It was the day before the end of last day of school. So we were baking for the last day of school party. So I followed the And I'm not an idiot. I can follow instructions. I mean, I can make stuff if I want to. Um, so I'm making these things, and I'm putting it in. And I'm following the directions exactly like it says. And it says, I don't know what goes in. One cup of flour, two cups of flour, something like that. There's flour. So I put the flour in, put the things in. And the teacher says, just put them in. I'll take them out because obviously class will be over by then. Come in. You have to come in early tomorrow and frost them. Like, okay. So I go to school early the next day. I walk in the door. The teacher's right there. She goes, stop. I said, what? She goes, don't make any frosting. I'm like, why? She goes, your bars are this tall and hard as a brick. I said, sounds like frosting might help. But <laughs> I'm like, what? what happened? And she's like, you walk me through exactly what you did. Okay. So we're going through, and I'm putting this in, and I'm putting that in. And I said, okay, it's a cup of flour, two cups of flour. Okay, I took the flour, and just like she told us, I scooped the flour, and I took a knife, and I scraped it off the top so that it was even. Then I took another cup, and I packed it down really hard, and I filled it up again, and I packed it down really hard, and I filled it up, and I did that like two cups or whatever. Well, apparently you don't pack down flour. So I had a lot of flour. I had... I don't know, probably double what I was supposed to have. So nothing happened. They just stayed as tall as they were. But I don't know if it was just because I wasn't paying attention, probably, or because I know my scripture so well that I pressed it down, shook it together, and overflowing right in there. But my bars were a flop. But it goes to show that when you pack it down you get a lot more. And the scripture says, whatever you use for your measure will be given back to you in the same measure, packed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. So it's going to be all over you. And I think about that. What measure am I using when I'm giving? Because... If you have a teaspoon running over, you're going to need a towel. You're going to have a little mess. Now, I lived in a, uh, I rented a house that was 100 years old, and um, 
For some reason, sometimes when you took a shower, the ceiling, it was a two-story, the ceiling downstairs would get wet. And we thought it was coming over the edge or something, so we put little things on. Turns out the drain was actually apart, and only half it was going down the drain. The other half was coming down the ceiling. Well, for one person, it wasn't that big of a deal, but my family came to visit, multiple people in the shower, ceiling fell in. Completely <clears throat> fell in. Whatever measure you use will be given back to you. If you've got a teaspoon overflowing, you need a towel. If you have a bathtub overflowing, you need a carpenter. Whole different ballgame. But it starts with the measure that you give. Farther down in Luke chapter 6, verse 43 says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of good, out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. There is no way you can get good fruit from a bad tree. If you put a teaspoon out, you're never going to get a bathtub back. It's not going to happen. It's a matter of <clears throat> what you put out. And that said, I'm not sitting here going, you know, oh, you just name it right now and you're going to have all this. Not at all. But the Bible is very clear that whatever you put out there is what you're going to get back. Now, will it come back in the same amount like in money? Maybe not. Like I said, maybe my stuff just didn't wear out this year. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm beside, I, I can't do the math. It doesn't work. Find my other scripture here. In Proverbs chapter 11 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters will himself be watered. Whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. Whoever trusts in all his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. If the righteous is repaid on earth, how much more will the wicked and the sinner? You're going to get back what you're putting out there. Now, you can't start going, oh, boy, I got money coming in now. Like, I'm going to grab a hold of it. No, it's my prayer for this year is God. Make me more generous. Just keep it going. Keep it going out. Because as soon as it stops going out, it's going to stop coming in. And that is, is also a big thing. When you start giving and God starts giving you stuff, you start hanging on to it and saying it's mine. No, that's not how that works either. Then God's going to cut you off. Um, in this last year, and this is where I'm saying I don't throw these things out at church because if you really know somebody, you can talk about uh, money. And I'm not saying you can't. If you need money, you can, you can ask God for money. If you need it, do it. Who else are you going to get it from? Ask God. But I don't like throwing money stuff out there because people, some people go, oh, geez, wish I had that kind of money. Wish I could do that. And then other people go, you think that's money? You ain't got any idea what's going on. You never find that good spot. But what I'm here to say is God is good. This last year, yeah, I, I've had some things where I've worked hard at work and I got bumped up. Um, on Friday, they, it's been in the works that they're, they're moving me up again and 
taken a, on a different role and it's been in the works and it was finalized on Friday. Well, I knew it was coming and I knew it was coming with a raise. And I pretty much had in my mind what it was going to be. Well, don't tell my boss this. He actually does Google me sometimes and look at me on YouTube. So um, it was double what I thought it was going to be. And it kind of shocked me <laughs> when he put, he goes, well, here's what we're offering. And I looked at him like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> but it was just another time where God goes, yeah, you think you can, you, you can do that? Yeah, you can give all this. Great. Watch what I can do. And the kicker is, it's not that I sat down and said, every time I wrote a check to the church or did anything else, oh, I'm going to add on another 20 bucks. I never did that. It just started to come out because that was the desire of my heart was to be more generous. And, and I'm like, I, some of the stuff I had to look up, I'm like, I got a receipt for this. I don't remember giving that. I was like, I don't remember. Well, guess I did. It came out of my account here like I did. Like, because it was just a matter of here's a need, I'm going to help because that's what I wanted. I've got so much more than I ever need. And this is from a guy who doesn't have a single picture hanging on his wall, doesn't have a dining room table. If you're coming to my house, bring a chair. I got a couch and a recliner. If there's more than four people, somebody's on the floor. I just don't buy stuff I don't need. I just don't like that because I've been places and seen people that have nothing. Like, not like on welfare, like nothing. Like two pallets propped together with a blanket over top is where they're sleeping in the middle of the desert in Mexico. Nothing. So I can't just stack stuff up. It doesn't make sense. But as God, the more I press into God, the more he shows up in my life. That's the same thing. When uh, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Again, whatever measure you use, if I seek him with all my heart, I'm going to find enough of him for all my heart. If I seek him a little bit, I'll find him a little bit. Everything in the scripture, if you keep looking through, it's constantly that if you do this, it will return to you this way. It's always whatever measure you use. It's extremely important to get that mindset of, I want to, not just to say, well, listen, I need $20,000, so I'm going to go out and give this. It's, I'm going to be generous, and God's going to be generous with me because he knows I'm not going to rely on that money. I'm going to put it out there again. I'm going to give it again generously. It's not, that's not where my strength and my, my reliance is. I rely on God himself. That's, we've had these talks in our family like, is it a good time to buy a house? Is it a good time to buy a car? You know, what are you going to do? Well, if you buy a house now, what's this going to happen? And I'm like, well, if the economy goes down the toilet, your money's not going to be worth anything, so it might be better off having a house and a car than, than money that's worth nothing. But that's the reality. Is it, tomorrow, dollar could be worth nothing. We have no idea. You can't put your, your trust and your hope in that. This has been a year for me of God just surprising me with stuff, and, and a lot of it, just looking back in the year, I'm going, whoa, how did I not make a bigger deal about that? I'm like, that just, that happened. It's incredible to me to see the things that are happening. Um, 
in my own life because it's easy to, for me to notice that. But I'm seeing them in other people's lives too. And that's, again, where we, we got to give those testimonies because it, it's, it's solid reinforcement to people to know God is still doing things. He is still showing up. He is still making things happen. And you know what? By the way, if you saw that bright red truck out there when you came in, that's my brand new truck I got yesterday. That wasn't on the target. That wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a used truck. It was supposed to be an older truck. And that happened. And I'm going, driving back from Minneapolis last night. Three-hour praise God session. <laughs> this is what that was. This is incredible to me. I'm going, I, I never in my life thought that would happen. I was never going to buy a new truck. That's crazy. That's for rich people or whatever. But I always... That's the other thing. Every time I get a truck, I say, God, it's your truck. Whatever you want to do with it. If somebody needs a ride, you tell me. If somebody needs something moved, you tell me. God, it's your truck. You direct it. And I've done that for years. Every truck I had, and I tell people that, and they go, why would you ever do that? Why do you say it's God's your truck? I said, because then I go, God, your truck's getting a little old. <laughs> God, it's time for you to get a new truck. <laughs> but God supplies it, and, and God... That, that whole thing, I, I, I don't even want to get into all that because that shouldn't have happened either. It shouldn't have happened. We weren't there financially. We were not on the same page. Um, we weren't. And it just fell in my lap. It was the whole thing. Different time, different story. But God is good. And we need to remember to praise God directly and indirectly. Two different ways we can do that. Like the songs we sang today, you know, God, you are good. Directly, how great is our God? Indirectly. If I want to say, boy, Carol, I can say, hey, you're doing a great job, Carol. Directly. Or I could say, hey, Louise, you see how good a job Carol's doing? We got to do the same thing. God, you're great. But I got to stand here and say, hey, God is good. He is really, really good. The stuff that he did in here, he's still doing it. And I can stand here and tell you he's doing it for me. God is so good. And tomorrow, the whole thing could fall apart. I have no idea. I could get lose my job tomorrow, whatever. I don't know. I hope not. But if I do, that's not where my, where my faith is. That's not where my foundation is. That's farther down in the same scripture talks about the man who built his house on the rock, the man who built his house on the sand. Where's your foundation going to be? And too often when we start to prosper, we build that, our foundation on the prosperity. And that's the sand. That's never going to hold up. Because someday the money will be gone, the trucks will be gone, houses will be gone, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. The one that's going to be there it's God himself. And if I'm anchored to that, I'm not going anywhere. I'm solid. So what's on my heart right now is just a whole lot of gratitude. Thankful to God for what he's doing. He's, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. And like I said, some people will say, oh, yeah, well, I wish I had a new truck. Well, talk to him. That's where I got mine. 
<laughs> Daddy bought it for me. Talk to that guy. But that's where we need to be at. If you have a need, share it. If you have a concern, share it. If you got something you need to pray about, share it with somebody. Talk to somebody so we can stand behind you in it. If you need a ride, tell me. I got a new truck. God shows up in ways that we do not know and do not see. I mean, I moved back here almost five years ago, left the ministry and didn't know what I was going to do. Came back here, no house, no job, no nothing. So I don't know what I'm going to do, God. Had no idea. Started applying for jobs, live in mom's basement, figuring it out. But I felt like he said, go there. So I did. And if you'd asked me then, if you'd have said, well, you're going to work, run the service department at a marina, I'd say, I don't know anything about boats. Today, I'll still tell you, I don't know anything about boats. <laughs> I know more than I used to, but not enough. But God just, it's a matter of following where he's leading. And he'll take you places. Because I had a different plan for my life. But I had to finally step in and say, okay, my plan's over. My plan's not working. This isn't happening. That's why when I get calls at 8 o'clock at night on Saturday, I say, okay, all right, I'll come up with something. Because God is good. There's always something I can thank him for. He is so good. I remember days where I was just thankful to have five bucks so I could buy a couple groceries. I've, I've been there. I've been to the bank and asked the lady, how much do you have to have to keep the account open? Like, because I got $15, so can I take out five or ten? I've been there. Been right there. If you buy yourself a pack of uh, a loaf of bread and a dozen eggs, you can have eggs and toast for breakfast. You can have an egg sandwich for lunch. It's good times. If you get some cheese, you can put that on it for dinner. Been there. But God's faithful. And I'm, I'm just so blown away. I, I just I can't even explain it. I can't express it enough that God is just so good. I don't, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he's that good to me because I have not been that good to him over the years. But he's got me 100%. Steve, he's got my attention, I'll tell you that. He's got my attention. And wherever he directs, I'm, I'm going. If you go, I hope you go with me. If you don't, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm going wherever he goes. That's where I want to be. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Still going to get out a little early. See, I could kill time without a lot of notice. I'm just going to, I want to pray for you guys and just uh, for the year 2022, that God lays something on your heart that you can look back at the end of the year and say, wow, look how God grew that in my life. Because that is, those are the things that dig those deep roots and a foundation in your faith. Because now, if I am in another situation in my life where I'm lacking, I can go, listen, I've got all these times where God showed up. I know what happens. I can prove it. My faith is still there, and it's not going to be, it's not going to flounder. It's going to be there. And I can tell other people in that situation, listen, here's what he did for me. That's what digs those roots down. So when the storms come, I'm solid. I'm in there. So I want to close in a word of prayer.
Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you so much again. God, for everything you've done for me. God, for the things I've asked for and the things I never even thought to ask for. God, you're so amazing. God, I just pray for everyone here today that they will see you in that same light. God, that they will be able to say, there's something happening that I can't explain. God is working. Lord God, I just pray that you will give each and every one of us something this year that we can grow in, an area in our life that we can grow in abundance, God, where we can take and we can change our measurement from that teaspoon, God, no matter what area in our life, and make it bigger. God, I pray that you will be there with us as we do it, because I know you're faithful, and your word says that if what measure we use, you will give back. God, I just pray that whatever that is, that you will show it to us, God, whether it's generosity, whether it's love, God, whether it's 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 time, whatever it is that, that you're asking us to increase our measurement in. And I pray that you'll make it obvious to each and every one here. God, and I pray that next year at this time we can stand here and all have a testimony of this is how God grew that part of my life. Oh, Jesus, I can't, I just, I thank you. I just, God, you're still awesome. God, you're more awesome than I'll ever know. I just, I can't even comprehend. God, I thank you. I pray, God, that you continue. God, give me a, a bigger generosity. Give me a bigger heart of love. God of kindness. God, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.